So this summer, we are soaking in the truth of God's love for each one of us. And today, I want us to be focusing on the idea that God's love for you, for you, each one of us, each one of you, God's love for you is free. Now, we've all heard about the experiences. They've become quite well-known in recent years through literature and movies and just news reports. The phenomenon known as near-death experiences or out-of-body experiences. Uh, we know that that is when someone comes very close to dying, very close to the end of their life, and they have, and many people have reported this, have an experience where they kind of separate from their physical body and kind of have an experience where they're, they're kind of look, either looking down on the proceedings of, of people maybe trying to save their life or in an operation or, or perhaps um, in an accident, seeing themselves. And then others report that they've been drawn into this, this great light um, or into this great sense of, of well-being and, and goodness and, and loveliness. I'm certainly not an expert on these things. I'm certainly not going to tell you uh, whether or not um, these experiences are based in fact or not. We know that there's someone who would say that's just a physiological response of the body, and others would say clearly this was an experience that they had it's really not my concern today. My interest is in the fact that these people uh, that have had these experiences are now being studied. And they're being studied because um, people are, are noticing that their lives, the lives of these people have been dramatically affected by these experiences. And, and one of the things that many of the people that have had these near-death experiences or out-of-body experiences, quite often they will say that they have no longer any fear of death. <laughs> they no longer fear death. They've, they've experienced but they, you know, they'll say that they've experienced death or tasted death, and then they've had this wonderful experience. And, and these are not people that are religious people or, um, or anything like that. They're just saying it just gives them an entirely different perspective. It radically changes their lives, sometimes not for the good, quite frankly. It's, it's such a... a a profound impact on their lives that actually they don't, um, it doesn't actually go well for them. They can't understand why others don't share their, you know, their, their excitement about the afterlife or, you know, they, they, there's things like people wanting to commit suicide even uh, to get to that next level or uh, people whose marriages are breaking up because they don't feel their spouse, you know, and, and them are, they're on the same wavelength anymore. 
I, I want you to I want you to know today that I'm just using that as an example because in fact once we've experienced the love of God for ourselves it has a profoundly more impactful experience for us our lives are revolutionized by the fact that we know that God loves us and it makes everything different and one of the things that it does is it frees us from fear it frees us from being a slave or bound to fear. Here's that passage again from 1 John 4. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. We talked about that in communion. The one who fears is, is not made perfect in love. If we experience the love of God, we are freed from the fear and the fears of life. So I want us to take it a little bit further, even in communion where we talked about the freedom from the fear of condemnation or punishment. I'm going to suggest to you that the love of God frees us from, can free us from every aspect of fear. And I want us to be reminded this morning of what Scripture says about the love of God and its effect on fear. There's pretty consistent agreement on the fact that we all experience, just being human, we experience fears. And there's pretty consistent agreement on what those fears are. And so we're going to look at Scripture and see how it relates to those fears. I, I've narrowed them down based on what I've been reading to five common fears that we all have. And the first one is the fear of death. You know, we've heard it said that there are two uh, certainties in life, death and taxes. <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you really only have to worry about your taxes. <laughs> I agree. The truth is that death is not an issue for us. You know, obviously, we love our families, we love our lives, we don't want to die necessarily, but at the same time, that perspective that we have, having encountered the love of God, it radically changes our perspective. Romans 8, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set us free from the law of sin and death. We are not fearful of death. We know what death is all about. We know that it's just an instant, and then we are with our Savior. And we are with our, the love of our life, our loving God. We know that all of the shadow is cleared away. And all of the uh, opaqueness 
of, of the experience that we have with God because we're you know, mortal and living in a sinful world. All of that is removed, and then it's just real. It's so real. It's, it's, everything is so clear, and we're in the presence of our loving God. Why would you not look forward to that? And so death no longer has the sting that it used to have. The Apostle Paul says, to live is Christ. To die is gain. I mean, this is a radically different view than our world uh, in which we cling and, and hold on to with all of our might. Death. Death is the ultimate end. It's the ultimate bad thing that can happen to you. But when you've encountered the love of God, It's really not an issue. God's love for you frees you from the fear of death. Number two, physical harm. Naturally, none of us want to experience the pain of losing perhaps the integrity of, of, of part of our body. We understand that pain goes beyond just the physical, but also the emotional, the relational. Pain is just not something that we would enjoy. It's not that we're masochists and enjoy pain, but pain is brought into perspective in the context of the love of God. Romans 8 again. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it's written, for you... For your sake, we're being put to death all day long. We're considered as sheep being slaughtered. But in all these things, we are overwhelmingly conquered through him, through him who loved us. So even the hardship of disease, the difficulties that people experience physically, Physical harm is put into perspective in the context of the fact that God loves us and that God will help us through and he will hold our hand and we can trust in him. And yes, it still hurts, but we know that nothing, not the disease, not the surgery, nothing will separate us from God's love for us. God's love for you frees you from the fear of physical harm. Another one of the big five fears that we have is the loss of freedom. To somehow be bound, to somehow be overwhelmed so that we are not autonomous anymore, that we don't have freedom. We cherish that freedom. 1 John 5. In fact, this is the love for God to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. 
One of the greatest deceptions of Satan is that to become a follower of Jesus Christ is limiting. Cramps your style. Binds you. Enslaves you. This is coming from the master of deceit who in fact wants to continue his enslavement and bondage of you. Because you are bound to sin. You are bound to death. You're bound to him. And so he twists it. Talk about fake news. <laughs> he twists it and says that if you become a follower of Jesus Christ, you're just signing up for a life of enslavery. But those of us who have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, those of us who have accepted the freedom that we have in Christ, know that it's a lie from the pit. And that we are free indeed when we are in Christ. And so, once we experience the love of God, we know that we are free. We can be bound. We can be shackled. We can be restricted. We can be limited. We can be limited to a wheelchair. We can be limited uh, to a job. We can be limited in a situation. We can be limited in any way, shape, or form, but we can be free. Absolutely, completely free. It's a totally different perspective when you've encountered the love of God because He frees us from fear and the loss of freedom. God's love for you frees you from the fear of losing your freedom. Number four, another great fear that we have is separation. It's that idea of being alone. It's that idea of not being valued or appreciated or cared for by anyone. This is a tremendous fear that we have. Many, many people in our world deal with this fear. But look what Paul writes in Romans 8. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. The essence, essence of the gospel of Jesus Christ that we have aligned ourselves with, that we celebrate in our lives, that we have become devoted to in our lives, the essence of it is this. Relationship. Not separation, but relationship. There was separation before Christ did what he did on the cross. But in Christ and through Christ, what he did on the cross is he eliminated that separation so that we will never be separated from the greatest love that we could ever experience. And there's many byproducts and benefits, associated benefits. Think of the body of Christ. You know, Gina and Billy recently started coming back to the church and 
and, and they were in other churches, but um, they, they, they kind of, you know, they would say they made a commitment to the church, and, and, and Gina will tell you that it, it's as though God has brought them into a family or a church or the body of believers for such a time as this. Right? And so we can be a support and we can know that we are never alone because we have each other, but also because we are in a love that can't be duplicated, can't be knocked off. It's only found in God. So God's love for you frees you from the fear of separation. And then finally, one of the other great fears, the top five, is failure. This is failure on a big scale. Not, you know, feeling like you, you messed up. We all do that. This is that tragic feeling. That your life is a failure. This is the feeling that Guys younger than me experience it, and it puts them into a, a midlife crisis where they look at their life, they're in their 40s, and they start looking around and they say, what have I accomplished? What have I made of my life? What value have I added just because I'm breathing and on this planet? And so what they do is they end up seeking after New experiences that somehow they think will bring value to their life. In Christ, you have value. <laughs> you are valuable. If you haven't gotten that from this summer, <laughs> you haven't been listening. You are precious to Jesus. You are valuable. I love what the psalmist says in Psalm 103. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He won't separate or chide you, nor will he keep his anger forever. He doesn't deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. We are valued and valuable. You can't have a midlife crisis <laughs> when you know that Jesus Christ loves you. So God's love for you frees you from the fear of failure. You know, the pages of Scripture are replete with stories of the saints who have been freed from fear. I think of Noah. Bill Nadar in an arid climate. And the humiliation, the mocking, <laughs> you know, the abuse that man must have taken. But he did it because he knew the love of God for him. What about Abraham? 
willing to sacrifice his own son, the only hope of the fulfillment of God's promise to him, willing to sacrifice Isaac because of the love of God and knowing that God's best was found in following him. David, taking on a giant with a little sling. Daniel, choosing a den of lions over worshiping the false god, an idol of Nebuchadnezzar. The prophets were persecuted, maimed, killed, martyred, because they knew the love of God. The disciples, Paul, who lost everything for Christ, all of the martyrs, Scripture is full of these saints who are free from fear because they had encountered the love of God and their world view, their perspective was so radically altered, they no longer feared because they knew that God was working out the good for them. They trusted the love of God for them. Everything else is secondary and takes a lesser place than the fact that God loves them. Let me close with these words from the three amigos, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, who chose the love of God for over worshiping the false god and bowing to Nebuchadnezzar. Even though they knew that it would require of them to be put into a fiery furnace, a furnace that was stoked. There was no fear. Do you notice any fear in these words? Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves before you. If, if we're thrown into the blazing fire, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He'll rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you've set up. Is there any inkling of fear there? The love of God casts out all fear. God's love for you, when you encounter it and appreciate it and dwell on it and soak it in, has the power to put all other situations, all the other fears, the fear of death and separation and failure, the, de the fear of losing your freedom, of physical harm, all of it gets placed in a different perspective, in, in perspective. Because you've encountered the love of God. And so, just like those lives of those people that swear that they had out-of-body experiences, radically changes their lives. I would suggest to you that an encounter with the only true God and his great love for you alters and radically changes your perspective and our perspective 
on all of life. Praise God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, which is a light for us. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that within it we contain, uh, we find words of comfort, words that soothe our souls. As the song said, as, as we live lives of desperation, in, in this desperate time, we can know hope. We can know peace, contentment, freedom, joy. These are difficult and trying times. And there is, on the face of it, much to fear. But knowing that we are lovingly in your embrace gives us a whole different perspective. And we thank you so much that you did everything within your power to make it so. So we thank you. Thank you, Father, for the idea. We thank you, Jesus, for your work on the cross. We thank you, Holy Spirit, as you continue to make this truth and these truths come alive in us. Help us to be beacons and lights for those who are living in fear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.